Hi everyone and welcome to Boost Her, conversations designed to inspire you, me, and her. I'm your host, Mia Mason, and we round out our celebration of female entrepreneurs this month with Sydney Smith-McCarthy, founder of Drink Mame, a premium cold-pressed juice bar and wellness boutique located right in the heart of Portland, Oregon. Today, we discuss with Sydney all of the work that goes into running Drink Mame at an optimal level, to which Sydney credits the help and all-in attitude of her staff, consisting of a few close friends and family members. Sydney takes us through the heartbreak that truly propelled her towards her purpose with Drink Mame and is a guiding force on everything she is doing with the brand currently and moving forward. Lastly, Sydney takes us on her vision for both Drink Mame's and her own evolution as an entrepreneur right before she shares with us the best advice she can give to those wanting to follow in her entrepreneurial footsteps. First things first, I would love to know how you came up with the name Drink Mame. Basically, like the meat of it is my dad is from Barbados. The popular fruit in Barbados is Mame, and it's used in a lot of different dishes there. And it was actually one of the first ones that we tried together when we went to visit Barbados after graduation. That's got a good memory associated with it. Yeah, it does. A very good one, actually. Talk to me about all of the tasks and responsibilities that come with owning and running drink mame way more than I expected (laughs) yeah like do we have time (laughs) (laughs) right I think the biggest thing is just the fruit making sure we get fruit on time fruit on time of quality washed cut prep to be able to juice the fruit since everything is natural fruit juice we do have to make sure the fruit's not old so we have to make sure when they're delivering it like how long ago did they get it so it keeps our colors vibrant that's what keeps you know, everything shelf stable. Then there, we also do smoothies. So we have to have frozen fruit. And sometimes we make our own blends with the fruit. So we have to make sure we're blending the fruit and then freezing it and then putting it back in the cups. There's a lot. Also making sure it's clean because sanitation is a big thing, especially in the land of COVID. And we have to make sure we have supplies. I mean, if one thing is off, everything is off. When you think of all of these different things that you have to manage from day to day in order to keep your business growing, Have you ever had these moments where you're like, what have I done? What have I got myself into? To be completely honest, on a daily basis, I'm like, is this really what I want to do? Do I I really just do this to myself? (laughs) So I think about that on a daily basis. But yes, it's one foot in front of the other. I have not figured out how I navigate. It's just, what can I get done today? What meetings do I have today? Who do I have to see today? And what is priority this week? What do I need to get done at the end of this week? I'm just (laughs) learning to take it day by day because if I think about it all at once, I get really overwhelmed like anybody would. A lot of our boosters this season have mentioned that the role that they're in sort of found them, that it wasn't necessarily something they planned for or aspired to previously. But in your situation, you've always sort of seen yourself in this health and wellness space, what experiences prior helped to shape that knowing for you? I think I agree with the other booster. I think that this particular opportunity found me. I don't think I went searching for it because it came at such a random time. Like in the middle of a pandemic, I was looking to rest for a full year. I was looking (laughs) looking to do all this. 
So that found me, but I think my love for health and wellness has always been, but I've always been into the arts as well. And I always knew I wanted to be in a creative position in the wellness industry. I just didn't know what, but I definitely think that this particular thing found me. I definitely didn't go searching for it. Although I was looking and I feel like, you know, there's manifestations and there's energies. A few years back, I wrote in a Google doc that I wanted to own my own juice bar. I found those notes maybe two or three weeks ago. And I was like, I really like manifested this from like years back because I worked yeah. at a juice bar. I learned the ins and outs. And I used to play with words like the juice. I used to have a podcast called The Juice. And I used to have a website called The Juice. And then I took that and I did a YouTube channel and called it juice, but those things just didn't really resonate or sit well with me. And so here I am making the juice <laughs> and it's a crazy experience. When we last talked, we talked about the fact that you were running Drink Mame and you were working your regular job mm-hmm. that you had committed to before starting Drink Mame. So I contribute that to, I have a lot of help. I don't think that I would be able to do all that I am doing without the help I do have with Drink Mame. I also have a wonderful supervisor at my regular job. For now, it's working. And like, I still really like my job. I work with kids and I love kids. I love talking to kids. I love being a mentor and guiding them and helping. So I think that I'm essentially fulfilling two passions that I really, really enjoy. I think I'm lucky to be able to do both of those things. Eventually, I won't be able to do both of those things. But for now, I'm enjoying the moment and just taking everything I can. Things get stressful. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not butterflies and <laughs> bubblegum over here. It gets stressful. And sometimes I overbook or I double book or I forget things or I'm late on things. But I'm also just learning to also be easy on myself. You kind of alluded to it where it is a lot and it can be stressful, making it a little bit more difficult to being able to establish a true work-life balance. How do you use your time to make sure you're recharging properly? I love a good bath, girl. I'll even wake (laughs) up extra early in the morning to meditate or take extra long in the shower. I make sure I have my smoothie, my vitamins. I make sure I can go work out. Like Just doing those things that make you feel like more of a human rather than someone that everybody needs something from, I think is really important. So I make sure that if I have a day off and I can be home, I stay home. Sometimes it'll only be an hour to 30 minutes that in the day where I get to like kind of Zen and just be like in my head and have fun. But that's the time that I have. I also make sure I get my full seven to eight hours of sleep. (laughs) That is a must. I can't function without sleep. I remember this quote, sleep is for the week? Absolutely not. I need my sleep. I am not good off of no sleep and I can't even stay awake. So (laughs) (laughs) you're like, if I don't get a good night's sleep in the evening, I'm going to find a place to get that sleep during the day. During the day. And you know, my boyfriend's like, you can literally fall asleep anywhere, literally anywhere. (laughs) So (laughs) there's just little things. I mean, it was rough trying to figure that out. But I think as time has gone on and I've gotten a hold on things a little bit more, I'm starting to implement more of those like hours or 30 minutes or my eight hours of sleep or my baths or making sure that I'm just taking my care of myself in the morning. From our previous conversations, I know that your passion for health and wellness really started to flourish around the same time as the passing of your dad. Yeah. My dad passed away in 2018, January, 2018, actually five days before his birthday, five days before his 45th birthday, I want to say. 
He passed away of a heart condition he didn't know that he had. He struggled with his health. And when I say struggle, I mean struggle. There were times I remember of him having a certain type of meal and then feeling fatigued for five days. Felt like heartburn to him. Just constant going to the doctors and like trying to figure out what was going on. Like every time I do this, this happens. Every time I do that, that happens. And the doctor's like, oh, you need to change up your diet. Oh, it's probably heartburn. Here's some medication or drink more fluids. Nothing concrete or solid. And so he passed away suddenly, actually in our home. And it was one of those, just those turning points for me. We didn't actually understand why he passed at first. I mean, there's scientific things like he had low potassium, things like that. But it all came down to his health. He had a heart disease called cardiomyopathy, a heart disease that is diagnosed by one simple blood test and that can be regulated with healthy diet and just healthcare professional treatment. So had he had known he had that, that's something that he could have taken care of and really turned around and changed his life. And so I felt, of course, like the year he died, I was kind of like, you know, your dad just passed away. You don't know what to do. But I really took charge of my health at that point because I was like, no, like this isn't how it's supposed to be. Like we should be able to fix ourselves without having to worry about not being taken care of and the racial disparities that come in being taken care of. So yeah, that's really what propelled it forward. I always had been into it beforehand, but even more after he passed, because there could have been way more that could have been done for him. And that's the heartbreaking part of it is there could have been more. I think my family and I, we blamed ourselves for a while, but also you have to want to change as well. And we have to be willing to also listen to our bodies And we have to be willing to take charge. And there isn't a lot of people in this world who have access to that as well. Access to knowing how to listen to your body or access to figuring out healthier options. So all of that together is really what makes up my mission. It's just like, okay, we have this group of people who can listen to themselves, but don't know what to do next. And we have this group of people who don't know how to listen to themselves, don't have the access, don't know what to do. So how do we help them too? And kind of just like bridging that gap. and bring everybody together to teach everybody how to do better in general. That's really why my dad is the forefront of everything. We talked about it before, and I don't know that we really went into detail. So I really appreciate you sharing that because I think that is a beautiful guiding force for what you're doing with Drink Mame. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so we're in April, and it is a month where we are really celebrating women entrepreneurs. How do you see Drink Mame evolving? And how do you see yourself evolving as an entrepreneur? I see Drink Mame going a number of ways. I think the number one thing for my business for Drink Mame is I want to be as transparent as possible. I don't want any secrets because I feel like there's nothing to hide. I really want to expand into like stores, obviously. Like I would love to be in a new seasons or Target or things like that. And I believe I'm going to get there totally believe in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Also important as an entrepreneur is building character and also learning from your mistakes and just being a better person at the end of the day, overall, regardless of what happens. I feel like I manifested this way early in life and it came, (laughs) it came at a random time that I really wasn't ready for. But when something good happens, you just get ready. Can we talk about British Vogue for a second? How did that come about and how did all that feel? It just came about as an email and it was 
basically like, Hey, we love your brand. We love what you're doing. We would love to give you space in our magazine. Is this something that you're interested in? And we were like, totally. And when we did, they're like, yeah, send us some photos. At the time, I didn't have photos that I necessarily loved. So I pulled together the best people that I knew. And I was like, hey, this is what's happening. Can we make this work? And they're all just like, totally. And we made it work. Everything just came together so beautifully. So it was a very beautiful shoot. Vogue loved the photos. The Vogue feature came out and we dropped our merch on the same day. And it was, it was great. Last question before we head into our booster up segment. The best advice you could give another woman who is also looking to move into the entrepreneur space. Just do it. I say, just do it. I say that with hype. And I also say that with confidence because there isn't a right time to start a business. I always thought there was like a certain time. You had to be super organized. You had to have this in line, that in line. No, there's going to be lots of ups and downs and nobody's journey is the same. But I think just doing it and doing it with confidence and doing it with a purpose and a will and something that you're really passionate about. I think it's really hard to do something when it's all about the money. So doing something that you're really passionate about and you want to see thrive is really important, but just doing it is the main thing. That is the perfect way to head into our booster up segment. I'm sure you are aware by now, but every booster that joins us in the booster club gets the same two questions that they can answer from their own career, personal experience and We've gotten a wide variety of answers this season. And so I'm excited to hit you with these two questions. (laughs) Okay. What has been your career defining moment so far and how has it impacted you? The getting my shop part was really, really a super defining moment because not a lot of people know this, but in order to really make juice and do it legally, you have to have a shop. The same place you make the juice, you also have to retail out of. And If you're going to do juice in a commercial kitchen, then you have to figure out a way to pasteurize, which is a process that makes shelf life last longer. So there are laws and rules, and I didn't want to do anything that was going to trigger the Food Terrorist Act for the FDA. (laughs) So getting a shop was imperative to me. And the fact that that came at such the right time, and it was under terms that were right for us, and it all coming together that was a defining moment for me. I was like, okay, I can do this. It has nothing to do with people knowing or like how big it is. It was just, this was meant to be. And those moments really solidified that I was made for this. This is exactly what I was supposed to be doing at the exact time. I'm super glad that you did not get named a food terrorist and it all worked (laughs) out how it was supposed to. I know. Me too. Me too, girl, because I was stressed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and to finish up, what is it that younger Sydney needed to hear before starting this journey that you're on now? Younger Sydney needed to relax. (laughs) Younger Sydney needed to relax. Younger Sydney needed to believe in herself. Younger Sydney needed to understand her worth. Younger Sydney needed a lot. Um, (laughs) I was very insecure. I felt like I had to always have something going. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to be working, had to be doing something. I wasn't worth anything if I wasn't working. I worked a full-time job while going to school, while being an RA, while doing an internship. Don't know how I did that. And I was partying from sunup to sundown. And (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I had my friends. I was always with my friends. My homework was on time. I was a 3.8 student, but I did not relax. 
Like yeah. I realized I really drove myself into depression. I drove myself into anxiety. I drove myself into a little bit of trauma, like work trauma. So I would have told her that because I think that now I have more of a will to relax. I think that from that, from me working myself literally into the ground and up until I graduated, showed me what I shouldn't be doing and how maybe I should be living my life a little bit better. And I want to make sure that I am being an example of that for other people and in my own business. That's what I would tell Sydney at 2021-22. Chill. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Boost Her, conversations designed to inspire you, me, and her. Sydney and Drink Mame will be frequently featured throughout our Instagram page, so to make sure you're tapped into what's going on in their space, along with all of our other amazing boosters, be sure to give us a follow at Boost Her Podcast, all one word. We are nearing our season finale, and we have some very exciting upcoming guests planned to round out our first season. So please like and subscribe wherever you stream your podcast to make sure you don't miss a beat. Again. Thank you for listening to Boost Her, where we will happily pull up a seat at the table for you as a reminder that while individually we may be great, collectively we are magic.